دایی یه فرصت خوب حالا پشت مدافع خدا داد عزیزی توی دروازه گل گل برای ایران خدا داد عزیزی باز هم توی زمین گشت سردارات بود به توی دروازه سردارات بود گل به نام آزمون به برای ایران بزنه کریم ازداری فر Welcome back to Gulbazan Podcast. I'm Oriala Verdi, joined by my good friends Pejman and Daniel. Guys, how are you both doing? I'm fine, thank you. Hope you guys doing well. Doing great, man. Thank you. Excellent. Glad, glad to have you back on your second podcast, Daniel. I really appreciate that you've taken the time to come back on. And Pejman, I've not had you on for a little while, so it's good to have you back as well. Today's episode is an analysis of the Iran versus Syria match that we played on Thursday at 8 30 p.m. local time at Ozadi Stadium. But also, before that, we'll speak about the squad that was announced by Federation, called up by Dragan Skocic. Team Melia looking for their first three points in Group A. Uh, as I said, against Syria, we already beat Syria 3-0 in a friendly match uh, earlier this year in March. Team Iran is in the middle of Syria. The goals in that game were scored by Kanani, Sadar Osmoon and Kaniman Sarifard. We also have Saeed Jude, a Syrian football journalist. He will preview the Syrian national team. Uh, remember, we're also going to have an article out before the match, previewing the match. All the sort of information you want regarding the match times will all be on the article on our website, globalsandpodcast.com. We'll also do Twitter spaces for both matches before and after the game. Make sure you join us on that. We'll speak about the lineup, reaction to the match afterwards. And finally, we're also going to have really big interviews coming up next month. So stay tuned on all our social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, as we'll put out some more podcasts coming up very soon. Guys, uh, we got a big game on Thursday. First game of the group stage, final round of World Cup qualifiers. We beat Syria in March, but we had Syria also in our last World Cup qualification under Carlos Queiroz. We didn't beat them in the two matches. We actually drew the first game 0-0. I believe that game was played in Malaysia in mud. <laughs> and then we had a second leg game in Tehran. And it's seen through. Incredible finish. Omar al Sumar gets the goal to level the game. And that is the end of the match. It has ended here with an amazing draw for Syria. That ended 2-2. That was the last game of the qualifying matches. However, we're playing them now. And a 27-man squad has been called up by Skocic. So first question I'm going to ask is for Pejmon. The question actually comes from Instagram, from Kasra at Kasmensa. He asks, why isn't Alayar Sayad Manish in the squad? That's a good question because he's a young, promising player that's been playing well in his Ukrainian club, along with another Iranian child, Zaidi. Uh, he, if he doesn't start, he's a substitute more or less every game. Uh, they really like him there. He's been progressing a lot. But we must not forget that he's still a young player, even though he's playing in Europe now for the last year. Um, he don't need to get rushed into the national team because at the very best, he might get some minutes here and there. Uh, but uh, remember that Sardar Azmoun was a big talent as well and many people thought that he would be in the 2014 squad for the World Cup. He wasn't. But look at him now. Uh, he's uh, arguably one of the best Iranian strikers ever, and he's doing well in his club. So Alayar needs to keep progressing, keep playing, keep developing, have a professional mindset, and I'm sure he will be in, in that 
the national team squad in the future. Excellent. Um, Daniel, anything to add to that? Yes. Uh, well, I, I think uh, Alder should have been in the squad because, um, in my opinion, the coach have to think about the present and build the future at the same time. Even if Alohior didn't play or is playing only the last 10 minutes, he needs to be confronted to the pressure, the expectations, and um, and to experience that. Um, taking him, if if we go to the next World Cup and and he's you know, on in the list, he will see like, what it is to play a, a worker game or just feel the the pressure and the, the expectations in there. He's doing very well. I think he really deserves a, a, a call-up. And uh, since uh, Calvary is injured, I really expected that he would be the replacement. But he didn't. He didn't call him up. And um, as Pejman said, he has to be patient because he's only 20. It's like uh, we can compare it to Asmund Keys at, tw- at the 2014 World Cup. Asmund was 19, and uh, we, we all know that he, he has talent, and he's proving it. I think every day that goes, he's doing better and better. So it, his time will come. But if I was at Scottish, at Scottish place, which I'm not, I would have called him up. For me, it's an interesting situation because Zoria Luance uh, actually announced that he was called up. Um, and that's why everyone's very surprised that he's not actually in the squad because he was announced to be called up and we even put it on our Twitter. Um, but what happened was uh, within the last three days, Skocic actually phoned Alayar Sayad Manesh and just explained to him that there was no space for him in the team just now. Now, to me... That's a, it's a bit of a surprise. The reason why I say that, and I can I, I take Page One's point, uh, you know, I take his point, but I think the situation was different back then because I, I think back then we had Kucho Nejad, we had Ansari Farah. There wasn't really a need for a striker back then the same way it is now because now we're playing with a front two most of the time and first game we're actually going to miss Osmond against Syria. So we do need, need a striker. Cover his eyes injured, so that means we're only left with Tarimi and Ansari Farad for the first game. That's my first point. The second point I'm going to make is the fact that it sends a wrong impression. Why are you calling him up and then saying no to him afterwards? He's a young kid, you know. You need to be a little bit more clear about your 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 plan. Um, as a coach, you know, you don't want to send the wrong message to a young player. And on top of everything, he's called up Biasin Salmani. Now, I'm not against it. I think it's a brilliant move by Scotch to call him up. 19 years old, you know, midfielder playing for Sepahan. He's been fantastic this season. He's in the squad. You've also got Saleh Hardani from Fulad, uh, right back, who's, again, been absolutely fantastic. I think he deserves to be in the squad. Um, for me, he's one of the best right backs in, that Iran have just now. But he's also a young player, you know. And then... You've got a player like Sayad Manesh who's scoring a lot of goals now. He's making a lot of assists. We can week out in Ukraine, but he's not being selected when he was already selected. I think that's a little bit of a shame and a missed opportunity um, by the coaching staff, especially the fact that he's called up players in other positions at that age. So, Yeah, uh, but one, one thing is interesting here, maybe a bit worrying, as you said, Osmoon is, uh, is missing the first game. Kave is is uh, uh, injured and missed both games. Yep. So we have three forwards, Osmoon, Tolmi, and so forth. Actually, four, to be honest, with, uh, with Qaidi. He is even behind Qaidi now, which makes him like the, the fifth option. That's a bit worrying for him. Maybe not for, for a natural team because uh, there's a, they are all solid players. So I'm like... He, he doesn't fit in this squad. Which player would I like to replace him with? Not, of course, Tarami. And sorry, Fad, he's still, I think, good enough to, to be in the squad. And he's, he's like a, he's a decent goal scorer. Uh, I think he's maybe one of the best, actually, to be honest. Uh, it would be like between him and Qaidi. And for me, I, I understand that he chose Qaidi because I think that he 
maybe got a little bit of connection with Iran and Iran players that played in Iran, although Qaidi just recently left for Shabab uh, uh, or Al-Ahli in the UAA. So, uh, as you mentioned, the big mistake here was from Iran telling the club that they want him for the national team and the club announcing that, which is maybe something that they shouldn't do. But of course, they're, they're happy that they have some national team players in, in that right in that club. Well, look, I think we, we, we kind of, we, we find that to be a common occurrence with, with the federation that we have. You know, there's always something going wrong communication-wise. And that's probably a reason why players like Shaab Zahidi, etc., get upset about the list and they, they go to Instagram and they say blah, 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 you know, so there needs to be more clear or communication uh, between the players. Next thing we're going to speak about are the injuries. We have a lot of injuries uh, in this squad. Um, Prali Ganji is obviously got out with an ACL injury as well as uh, RF Golami, Majid Hosseini as well. So that's three centre-backs who have been part of the last few squads as a result. Um, RFA Agassi, who has also been part of the last few squads, has come in now. Um, recently got a move to STLL, as well as his teammate now at STLL, Siavash uh, Yazdani, who is part of the squad under Mark Wilmot. Um, so emergency options have to have to replace um, Prali Ganji and Majid Hosseini. Um, Daniel, what do you think of that? Well, um, about the injuries, uh, Prali Ganji unfortunately get often injured. Uh, I really hope in the future it will be solved because uh, he's on a, as, at the best age uh, as a footballer, but we can't uh, use him. And that's, uh, that's a PV. Um, Majid Hosseini, I hope he will get back to fitness because he had like uh, one season with many injuries again. And uh, he needs to, to be fit and to play because he has, the, I think, the talent to be in this squad. Um, and about, well, I think Skocic has his pair of centre-backs. Right? Kanoni and Khalilzadeh will, will be the ones. Uh, he had to call some emergency replacement. But anyway, they, they won't play, in my opinion. Right. Yeah, I, I would agree. Pejman, I want to ask you something regarding the team as well. Um, obviously, Dragan Skocic and Bayit Hashimian, the assistant manager, uh, are both away from the national team of coronavirus. Um, they haven't yet tested negative as of recording. They may, may do in the next few days. Um, on top of that, we've also uh, missing our captain, Esan Hai Safi. So a lot of the, the core leadership of the team is out just now. How do you think that can affect the team? Um, good question. I mean, this squad have like two two days all in all to prepare with with each other, which is a really short time to to get anything out of it. So, I think the important thing is for the players and for whoever is taking care of them is that they already know what they need to do. And this is maybe something good that's uh, uh, that can that can come out of this. Is like most of the players, or like more or less all of them, were called up in the last camp, or at least all all of the starting players. They already know what to do. Hopefully, I don't think that there will be any major changes of uh, style and tactics and formation. So they need to keep that momentum that they had from the last games in, in the summer and keep working on that instead of, you know, drilling something new. So the, the, the trains that we see now, the pictures, it's just like you know, warming up and relaxing and, and getting back to, to what they were good at instead of having a long camp and doing, you know, really hard and intensive training and, and talking a lot about tactics. So that that maybe so not having the coach there maybe isn't that bad, you know, or, to, or make that big of a difference. Yeah. But I don't know. That's what I think. Yeah, look, I think um, right now the Mar- Mario Tot, the other assistant manager, seems to be doing a good job with the players. I think he's 
he's obviously he used to be Dinamo Zagreb head coach, you know, so he knows how to lead a team. And I think uh, with Karim Bogheri there, knowing the players, I don't think it's too much of an issue, but hopefully we can get Vahid and, and Dragan back as soon as possible. Um, going to come on to the goalkeepers. Uh, obviously, we have three goalkeepers now playing in Europe, which is a first for the Iranian national team. We have, of course, Bernard Van made his move to Boa Vista. We have Amir Abzadeh made his move to Spain in Bonfradina. And Payam Niazman went to Portugal as well with Portimonense, all of them moving this summer. Um, Pejmon, what is your thought of that? First of all, we've got three top goalkeepers, all of them at the top of their game, physically and, and you know technically top goalkeepers. How do you think that's going to impact the team? That's really fun. And I hope... Niazman, because he haven't played a, a game yet, right? And also right. Ben Van. Yeah. I hope they will get uh, some minutes in their clubs. Otherwise, it's it's a big bit worrying having two good goalkeepers uh, in in you know their prime age of both developing and you know being at their very best, not getting any minutes. Uh, as I said in most of the times, I believe Abed Zadeh should be number one. And I think now, listen, maybe we should save this part now or later on. I believe that if Peyron Van will be keep playing on the bench and maybe Niosman as well, then Scottish don't have any choice other than to play Abed Zadeh. Then maybe he will get loaned back to Paris Police and you know get his uh, number one spot in the in yeah. the national team back but I don't think that's uh, Albert Zade. I think Albert Zade will be number one in the World Cup if this continues yeah uh, Daniel who would your number one be well for now I think it's Bayron Van and even if I really like uh, Albert Zade for for me for the national team Bayron Van is is the number one now he proved it uh, but Albert Zadeh is knocking at the door. He's performing well with with his new club. The, the three first games were good. He did many great things in Maritimo. And uh, he has qualities. He ha- he's a different type of, of goalkeeper. Like he, he's good with his feet. Uh, he's smaller. And uh, he has a lot of confidence with the ball. Um, he's an interesting goalkeeper and I think he will continue knocking at the door and as Pejman said well if uh, Bayern Van is not playing enough maybe maybe he can take the first spot actually it's a really good thing that we have two or even three good goalkeepers because even if for now I think Bayern Van deserves the first place uh, even if he gets injured or anything we have a good one knocking at the door next. Yeah, exactly. Um, personally, I would go with Bernard Ban to start with, uh, but um, 100% Obezade is doing fantastic in, in Spain. Um, you know, I think there's no doubt in Obezade's uh, quality, but I think Bernard Ban for now, will, will, for, just for continuity after the June matches, he played four games in goals. Well, there's one game that was given to Obezade, but I think he will play in goals uh, on Thursday. What, yeah. One more thing. Yeah. This is exactly the, the way that Bayron Van became number one goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. Hariri was number one. Bayron was doing good in Iran before he went to Bayron, uh, to, to Paris Police. Was it in, in which team was it? I don't remember. Was it in Pos? No. Never mind. Naftera. Uh, yeah, Naftera. He played good there and was like ready and, and really knocking on the door at the same time. Hariri was the number one, but he didn't get any playtime. He was clubless and he was uh, uh, on the bench. And it took a long time for him to to get to find a club. And finally, Kero said, "You know what? It's enough. You haven't played like a whole season for yeah, maybe your <laughs> entire year." That's mean, what happened. That's how Bayern Van became number one. And yeah, this is exactly the same way he's losing it. I get what you're saying, but I, I just don't think the quality of goalkeeper is, compa- is comparable right now. Uh, but I get what you're saying. It's a good point. Uh, yeah, no, no, I don't know. No. I agree. Uh, Bayern Rand is not as good as Abed Zadeh. 
and you guys don't agree with me. So okay, moving on to defenders. Defenders, we had, uh, of course, Khalil Zadeh called up from Al Rayyan. Uh, Kanani made his move to Al Ahly this summer as well. Uh, RF Agassi mentioned um, and Siobash Yazdani, the four centre backs, full backs, uh, Moharami uh, and Hardani are the two right backs. The left backs, we actually have three that were named. Uh, so Milad Mohammadi, who is currently unattached with no club, um, Omid Nur Afghan and Jafar Salmani. So we have three left backs who have been named, but of course, Vahid Aimuri can also play at left back. Um, guys, I mean, personally, for me, I think it's 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 quite it's just quite unnecessary to have that many players that can play in one position, especially when you've got a player like Jafar Salmoni who's not even playing for his club, and he just moved to put Estella, you know. So I just don't get why he's in the squad. I, I just don't, don't understand it. Like for me, Mirad Mohammadi is a left back. Noor Afghan's been playing a left back for like a, over a season now. Um, and he's been fantastic. He actually got in team this season as a left back in the PGPL. And Vaidai Miri has been playing left back for Press Police all season, most of the season anyway. I, I just don't get why Salamone is being called up. Um, I don't know. Help me out here, Daniel. What do you think? Well, actually, Salmoni can play uh, in different positions, right? Yeah, like, but then, but then you've got players like you've got tons of players in the on the wings. Sure. So I don't really get why there's a, there's a need for yeah. him. Yeah, and, and he played uh, right back once too, no? Yeah, exactly. But then again, yeah. you have two right backs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of <laughs> course. What I mean? so it's like... But yeah, actually, it's a bit weird. Um, we even have, as you said, Amiri that can play as a left back. He played there very well last time. Unfortunately, he got injured, and um, it's quite strange that he decided to replace Kaveh Rezaib by Milad Mohammadi. And uh, as you said, Jafar Salmani doesn't deserve a call up, but maybe Scottish, like we think, maybe he will play him or play all the full fullbacks at their at their post, but maybe they will play somewhere else. We don't know, but actually, maybe. Um, maybe. But the yeah, thing it's is, quite, quite swear. It, it's surprising, and I'll come to Pejmon because, for example, let's just, let's just if I was to give it a bit of logic, for example, Nur Afghan can play in midfield, but then he's he's called up one, two, three, four, five. He's called up five center midfielders, so there's not a need for another midfielder anyway. So even if Nur Afghan was called up as a midfielder, there wouldn't be a need for him, um, you know, because he's already called up Nick Naf, Salak. Muhammad Karimi, Ahmad Nurlahi, and Azatullahi. So it's just it's a bit of a, a useless call up, if I'm being honest with you. I think I had some good points that uh, some players maybe can play in different positions in the national team here, uh, try to do in the in the club. Other than that, yeah, it looks kind of weird, but I think we have to wait and see what yeah. uh, what play. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, edit out. <laughs> what uh, position they would play in the national team? Yeah, okay. Um, I mean, just if I was to go off that, I'm really happy that Saleh Hardani has been called up. I think Hardani is a fantastic player. If you've not seen him in Fulad, Fulad have done really well uh, under Nekunam. Um, and Saleh Hardani, the right back, has been one of the, the key players in that team in that defense alongside. RF Agassi, who's one of the centre-backs, who's been called up. Um, two of them have just been absolutely fantastic, and I'm very, very happy to see Saleh in this team. Uh, he's an unknown player, for sure, but if you watch him play, you'll know why he's been selected for this squad, because he is really, really talented. Um, moving on to the midfielders, we have, as I mentioned before, Ezatullahi, Nurullahi, Salak, Vahid Amiri, Nick Nafs, and Muhammad Karimi. Right off the bat, for me, Muhammad Karimi was a bit of a surprise call-up, but i actually been wanting to see him in the national team squad for quite a long time. Uh, two years ago, Muhammad Karimi was the top assister in the PGPL, uh, did really well, but then he moved on after that season with many, many injuries. Uh, he didn't really have much playing time, but this season, he's been fantastic alongside Hoy Safi in that midfield for for Sepahan. Um, so I'm really happy to see him 
Also, Zobar, Nick Nafs, another player who's been at Fulad. For me, a bit of a surprise selection. Nick Nafs is a decent, hardworking midfielder. I just don't think he's national team standard. You know, it might be because Ali Karimi isn't available because uh, obviously he's injured. But again, I just don't see the necessity in bringing in another centre midfielder when you've already got four there who can play quite well. Um, and then Milad Salak, who I thought did really well for us in, in the last um, last matches. Um, Pejman, what are your thoughts on the selection? I actually like that there are some players from inside of Iran that's done well because... Although, you know, we, we tend to say that the Iranian league is bad and stuff like that. But if you're still doing good, good and if you're still playing good, you should be given the chance. And my, my answer about the question of the squad, it maybe it will be the same. And just as Donia said before, like, just because they play at a certain uh, position doesn't mean that they will necessarily have to play it in the national team. And maybe he just wants some, some more competition to to the other players and it was strange you know one game as Atali wasn't called up the other game he was like captain so uh, maybe he's putting some pressure on the other players and saying like you, you, your place is never sure you can never be 100% that you can do whatever you want and still be in the national team Donya I know you're not particularly familiar with some of these PGPL players but Izatullahi, for me, is a player who's been part of the national team for a, a good number of years now. How yeah. vital is his role now in the national team? Well, Saidi, I think he should be called up every time and play every game because he's such a good player. Like He only needed to, to play full season till last season and he did so in Denmark. Now we expect him like to do maybe to do maybe one more season there, but then to move uh, to, uh, to a better club. Um, I think, like you, you said, both interesting things. Uh, Arya, you said that uh, you, you don't understand why like he, he called up players that would never play and that he would never call again. And um, what, like when the, the likes of Ersan Arch Safi or uh, Ali Karmi will come back. And on the other hand, like I completely agree with that. On the other hand, Pejman maybe is right. Maybe uh, Scotty thinking that they they played well, they performed, and uh, maybe it's the only time I, he can give them a chance. He's not taking a huge risk because we're playing Syria and uh, Iraq. Like it's not we don't have to take it for granted. But you know, he we're not playing South Korea, so maybe maybe that's why he's trying this now. Yeah. Could be, could be. Uh, okay, moving on to um, the more exciting part of the field, you could say, is the attacking midfielders and wingers. We've called up uh, Ayaz Jambach, we moved to Feyenoord, uh, Salman Kodus, uh, currently at Brentford, playing in the Premier League, Ali Parizadeh, who unfortunately uh, is going to stay in Charleroi for one more season, um, but he's also called up. Mehdi Qayedi moved to Shabab Al-Ahli in UAE, Mehdi Torabi, uh, at Press Police and Yasine Salmani, 19 year old attacking midfielder from Sepahan. He's been talked about a lot over the last months or so um, on social media. People are going crazy about him. And no one was actually expecting him to get called up. Um, but Yasine Salmani, who, as I've confirmed in, on Twitter, we are actually going to do an interview with him in a couple of weeks' time. Um, but he's called up. Um, I don't know if you guys know much about him, Pejman. Sure, I know, but I think you are the one that know most. So, or know most. So, yeah, maybe tell the listeners who he is and why we should uh, follow him. Well, I mean, first thing is for sure, the national team has missed uh, a kind of natural attacking midfielder for a long, long time. Dejaga, Shojai were kind of the, the kind of prototype. Uh, kind of guy in that role that we've not had for a long time since they retired from the national team or they didn't retire but they didn't get called up Salman Gordus is the really only natural player in that role for me Yasin Salmani is a is a proper attacking midfielder with genuine ability he's tall he's very two-footed if you watch his game for step on he, he scores goals with both feet as if it's it's just his stronger foot on both sides so Yossin's a very good player. 
I think at 19 years old, it shows that it's not, first of all, it's not easy to get called up at 19 years old into the Iranian national team. But the fact that he has done that is a big testament to him. Uh, and it's a testament to Skocic that he's able to, to, sh- to show some of these talents a little bit of, um, you know, trust. And I'd love to see him debut at some point in these two games. I don't think he will, but, you know, it's great that he's in the squad. I think he's going to do well for us in the future. So moving on to the rest of the players in this role, we have Jahan Bash, Daniel. Three players like Jahan Bash, Kodus, Kolizadeh, these guys were expecting to play at some point in these two games. Um, yep. How do you think that their experience playing in Europe is is going to help this team, especially in the in these kind of early qualification rounds. Well, uh, as I said, uh, the the game against Syria is not. We we don't have to. We shouldn't take it for granted, and we need experienced experienced players uh, like uh, Jaumbach, Rodus, all these other playing, and because we know that they have the talent and they have the knowledge and experience to. To, to do the, the job and on Rodos as you said before like on the in, in the picking list we have many central midfielders and we know he can play, play there like with uh, a four, in a 4-3-3 as a center midfielder so yeah, the, yeah exactly we can actually we can debate on that <laughs> many hours but yeah it's the, the picking list is, is maybe a bit weird uh, even um, Salmoni can play in a four-three-three. Yeah, but um, but actually, yeah, they, they they're very important in the squad, and I'm happy that John Bash made a nice move uh, going to to Netherlands again. So and Rodus even has had his first Premier League start. So everything is going well for those two. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Pejman. Uh, I want to speak about the other two players with you, Qayadi and Torabi. Um, off the bench, we obviously can make five substitutes um, in both matches, which is really beneficial. How do you think that they can impact the game coming off the bench? Um, I think they can be really useful, actually. Uh, we talked about Torabi before. like he, He's good, maybe really good, but doesn't know how to use his... His smartness and moving to first Arab League and then coming back to Iran, maybe maybe this is the best version of Torabi we can see, although we believe that he could do better. And uh, he is when he's in the right mood, when he's uh, attacking and going one-on-one, he's a really dangerous and fun guy to watch. Uh, and against maybe a little bit weaker teams, such as uh, Syria, that can be good. I don't know how that works against more disciplined and tough teams such as South Korea. Uh, and Qaidi, I think his confidence is at the roof at the moment. Uh, he's done amazing. And uh, I don't know if you heard uh, the, the praise that he got from Farhad uh, Majidi, the SFL coach, that you know he said he was our best player last year. And you never want to lose your best player. But at the same time, you don't want to be in the way of young players wanting to move abroad. So he understood him. And uh, and confidence, I think, is one of the key factors for all players, not just Iranians. Uh, so ID being like a super sub can be really interesting. And uh, uh, someone also praised him a lot. And he said, like, his technique is... is uh, amazing and he's, he's great with the ball on his feet so uh, those two could be good substitutions making it really difficult for defenders like in the last 15-20 minutes where, where they maybe are tired and they can come in fresh yeah I totally agree um, okay moving on to the forwards uh, not surprising we have Sadar Osman, Taremi and uh, Ansari Fard um, guys I mean there's not really much to say, you know, they have to score goals for us, you know, simple as that. Taremi will probably start the game against Syria on his own. Uh, maybe Ansari Fard will start, although I don't think he, he should because then that will then we'll be left with, you know, no natural number nines on the bench. So I think 
Tony Mee is going to start up front on his own. I reckon he'll go with the same lineup he played against Cambodia when um, Osmond didn't play that ma- match. I don't know if he was suspended as well. I can't remember. I think he was suspended as well. So uh, essentially, I think we'll go with the same lineup he played against Cambodia. Um, you know, Ezatolai, Nurulahi, and Kodus in the midfield, Golizadeh, and Jahan Bach beside Tony Mee. So Regardless, I think it will be a strong lineup um, against uh, Syria. Uh, we're going to preview that match in a minute. Uh, but I just think ultimately um, they have to score goals. As simple as that, you know, Pejman. Yeah, and uh, Tarami Osmoon, we won't see them in the first game, probably the second game. I do believe that uh, Karim Ansarifad will simply take Osmond's place. Uh, I don't think Atari will be left up there alone. Uh, maybe that happened during the uh, Kerosh era, but uh, we seem two strikers much more often now, and both are really dangerous in the box. Uh, I just wonder how they can find each other the way that Osmond and Tarami did. Or maybe they don't. Maybe they have different... Uh, uh, instructions. Um, I think ha- playing outside of hard isn't, you know, a super weakness just because it's not always moon. I do believe that he can do really good and he's he's uh, he's a dangerous player as well. But will he get the 90 minutes? Probably not. Daniel? Well, I think it's quite risky to go with only three strikers because as moon after his suspension, he will play alongside Tarmi. So We'll have only Ansari Fall left. And as we said, like if one of them gets injured, then you have only two strikers and you have both of them on the pitch. And for the first game, you only have two on the three. So, yeah, it's it's a bit... Um, I, it's hard to explain like the, the logic behind it, but it, it is like that. And uh, But I think they all do the job. I believe Tarmi... He, he's, he became a leader in the group. Uh, we talk about the absence of Haisafi, which is uh, unfortunate because he made a great move uh, going back to Greece. I think it's the perfect, like it was now or never because he's getting old and um, he can still be do a great season there and be fit and give everything to the national team. We know he has a lot to give yet. Like a lot, I don't know, but he has to give uh, his experience. He he did a great assist last game. So, but yeah, un- fortunately we have other leaders uh, as, as the like of Tarmi or Ansari Fard or um, Bayron Van, players that played many times for the national team. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, so moving on, uh, we're going to have a little short segment, the uh, interview with Saeed Judah from winmen.com. Okay, I'm joined by Saeed Judah from winmen.com, uh, who was previously here for our Group A analysis episode. He's here to speak about the Syrian national team. Saeed, how you doing, my friend? Hi, good evening, good afternoon, or whatever uh, was. I'm, I'm very good. I'm very well. What about you? Very well, thank you. Glad to have you back on Global Podcast. I want to ask you regarding the Syrian fans, what are their thoughts uh, on the match against Iran on Thursday? Uh, actually, um, uh, we used to have a very competitive uh, matches between Syria and Iran. You know, they belong to the same Asian area, to West, uh, West Asia, so they used to meet so many times. Now, you know, according to, to, to the circumstances, as we spoke, if you remember before, one month ago, Syrian national team was not had to have a coach. Now they have Captain Nizar Mahroum, uh, coach Nizar Mahrous. Now everything is good. The preparation were, were good, not, not, in the, uh, not perfect, but actually it's good. According to Syrian people, they are, they are hoping now by changing uh, the coach, because it's a very uh, well-known coach, Nizar Mahrouz, and have, he has his great career. Uh, so they are believing now that may uh, that maybe they can uh, they can win. And on top of that, how is the Syrian national team looking ahead of the match? As you know, uh, Syrian national team will miss some of 
main important players uh, in the in squad. You hear that the famous Asian striker, Omar Asoma, will be not be ready for, for the next two matches against Iran or and maybe against UAE also. And the, in the defense, we have uh, some player will be will be missing uh, as Ahmad Asaleh and another another names. In general, uh, I think because of Corona uh, circumstances, we can find that all the national teams are having having the same uh, problems, which is the, the 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 missing. Also, I hear that that uh, the Iran national team also have. The same problem they are, they are suffering uh, from the same the same problem yeah exactly and we will speak about that as well on the podcast coming on to your prediction for the match how do you think the game will go as i told you that we use we used to have uh, very competitive matches between these two these two national teams i do believe by having a new coach for for syria and after the, the doha preparation because as you know there was a, a small or, or a short camp in Doha with Nizar Mahrouz, uh, with Omar Khribin and other names. I do believe that, uh, and also with the circumstances of Corona, now the matches will be take place in very well-known uh, stadium. It's, it's Azadi Stadium, but it will be in the silent mood, which means that there is there, there will be no crowd in the, in, the, in the stadium. And maybe this will, will help the, the Syrian players to... To, to take the advantage and maybe started their qualifications with three points from Iran. Well, I hope that doesn't happen. I hope we do win the game. <laughs> <laughs> now, we do. We, we all do believe that and, and fair plays, uh, let the good team win. Yeah, of uh, course. Uh, as, as, as I told you now, now after, after uh, Coach Nizar Mahrouz become the head coach of Syrian national teams, uh, the hopes of the Syrian streets, the Syrian sports streets become more higher we we all know that it's not as I told you not a perfect uh, preparation, but mm. you know it's it will be it will be tough game and it will be played on so small detail. Of course, Said, thanks for your time. Thank you so much. I'm so so happy to to be with you and your uh, fans again. I'm waiting for the match and wish uh, very good luck for all the teams. All the best. Thank you. Okay, we're back. Um, appreciate Said's time. Uh, we're gonna preview. Very quickly, the game between Iran and Syria is um, going to be played on Thursday in Azadi Stadium. There will be no fans in the stadium, as Saeed mentioned in his segment. Um, he mentioned that, of course, you know there won't be fans, so that could go in the favor of Syria because, of course, you know Iran tend to do well when there's fans in the stadium. So, Daniel, what is your thoughts? Do you think that's going to make us struggle? How, how do you think the game will go? Well, of course, playing at home without the fans, it's is like playing in a neutral, in a neutral stadium. But I think, regardless, they have to do the job. It doesn't help them. Like playing in Azadi with one hundred thousand people behind you is something like not comparable to playing in a neutral stadium. And uh, the difficulties with the team in Asia is that. We, we know each other very well. And uh, Syria will be a team that will defend a lot. Uh, you said earlier in the pod that uh, we drew both, both previous times in the previous uh, World Cup qualifiers. Once with a um, nil-nil, it was really bad pitch and really bad conditions with a lot of rain. And the second time, it was a 2-2 and we took our first goal in those in this uh, World Cup uh, qualifier. So it won't be an easy game. We should not take it for granted. But I believe the, the men will, will do the job. I believe Syria will have a really tough time. Listen, the, the pandemic has gone on for a while now. The players are used to play in empty stadiums. Yeah, of course. Everybody wants a full stadium, especially also the stadium. But uh, I think the players are at a such high professional uh, state at the moment that's I don't think that that will make a major difference it's a small difference of course I, I know that but uh, let's not forget the away game in both Syria and Iraq won't be in their home turfs either you know it will probably be in, in uh, Qatar so uh, it's 
I think it's much harder for Syria and Qatar these kind of games because they don't, they have all away games. So for Iran, it's still beneficial. Yeah, no, I, I think we'll beat Syria. I mean, look, the last time we played them before the friendly in March was, uh, I think, a game under Mark Wilmots where we beat them 5-0, you know. And they, they are missing Omar Al-Soma. They're missing a couple of players. They recently had a managerial change, as Saeed mentioned. For me, I just don't think they got anything for us. I think we're too strong in all aspects of the pitch. I think our midfield is is well, well above them, especially if Fodou starts. If Fodou starts, I just don't think Syria have any chance because I think the creativity that he can provide the team is, is unmatched. And I think our defense is strong enough. You know, I think our defense is good enough. I think Kanoni and Khalid Zadeh have done well together, um, even if I'm not a big fan of both of them. And Muharami is a good defender. You know, I think people have been critical of him. Sometimes, you know, they say maybe he's not so good defensively, but I think he is a good defender. Muharami, I think he is a really important player for the national team now. And I think we'll win the game. I really do. I think we'll do well. Uh, the, the game I'm, I'm more worried about is the one after against Iraq, I think, because they have they seem to have called up a very strong team with a lot of legionnaires. So we'll see how that goes. But I think this game should should really be an easy game for us. When you look at it on paper, I don't, I don't see any issues uh, personally. Okay, moving on to fan questions. Uh, first question comes from Hesam Dean on Twitter. He asks... Um, what role can Yossin Salmoni and Mohamed Karimi play in these two games? Personally, I think Mohamed Karimi won't play, but I think I think he's there to replace Ali Karimi. Um, but I I think it's important that we have these players in the squad because it creates a little bit more familiarity from the players that aren't usually in the team. You know, it's very important that the players that aren't in the team normally come in as emergencies get some you know, uh, familiarity with the with the squad. On Yasin Salmani, I think I said I would love to have him make a debut, but I just don't think Yasin Salmani will at this age. If he does, uh, no doubt, I think he will do fantastically well. Coming on to the next question, mentality underscore YT. Uh, we've all, well, actually, we've already covered your question, but should should this be a starter or not? Very quickly, we've already answered it, but we can answer we'll it. we answer it, yes. Yes. Yeah. Daniel? Well, we'll see in a few months, but not for this game. <laughs> not for this game, okay. Um, th- that question was also asked by I am Amir. We also had another question from Sina O G H O. Uh, he asks, uh, should Ezatollahi start considering his recent poor performances in Denmark? Uh, for me, yes. I think he should start. I don't think we have an- another d- defensive midfielder in this team that can really match his quality, even if he's not playing well for, for Viola. And Viola, both club are doing quite poorly. They're actually in the bottom position in the Danish league. But despite that, with the lack of a high Safi, the lack of a Ali Karimi, I still think he should play. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And we, we saw it at the 2018 World Cup. Like He didn't have a great season, many injuries. and uh, But he came at the World Cup and he was suspended the first game. We saw the difference at the second and third game. Like he's he's really talented. So and he's giving everything for the national team. So it's not even a question for me. And we don't have any better alternative right now. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, there's someone asking regarding Iranian channels. We will post the link to the match uh, before before the game starts. What is your preferred? So that question was actually from Mohanad 83KO. Final question is from Kurosh Zahed Nia. He asks, what is your preferred starting lineup against Syria? Uh, and your prediction. So my prediction, first of all, I think we'll win the game uh, 3-0. Um, same as we did in March. I think the lineup that I would like to see is actually the one I posted on my Twitter. If you want to go check it out, it's Arya underscore Alaverdi. It's uh, Bernard van den Goals, Muharami, Khaled Zadeh, Kanani, and Amiri at left back. The midfield three of Ezatollahi, Khotus, and Nurullahi. Front three of Jahan Bash, Khaled Zadeh, and Taremi. For me. Uh, guys? Well, I, I think it will be the same lineup. 
and uh, my prediction is is a win of course the only thing is that maybe Amiri Amiri could play in midfield and uh, so Salmani or Nurafkan could take his place as the left back but I don't think so we have a final question here from my Twitter in Swedish as well it's from Navid Deal DL. Uh, he's saying how close is Samorodus to the starting eleven after his last two games at Brentford? Um, yeah, it's a good question. I do believe that uh, Rodus, uh, he actually played good in the in the game he started uh, for Brentford in the uh, Premier League. And uh, I do believe if he won't start, he will probably be one of the first subs. And uh, he's got Scottish eyes on him and uh, I think that's really important to have a, a player that's uh, a coach that trusts you that sees you that, that confirms you and uh, the, the thing is uh, maybe it's, it's if he's if going to choose between uh, Odus or Jahambash or is it Odus and Amiri or you know Odus Olizadeh I think he will be number two in all of those choices at the moment to be honest so Maybe he'll start the second game if he makes a good substitutions. That's what I think. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't start, but I think he should start, is what I'm trying to say. Um, but we'll see. Okay. Uh, I think we can finish off there. I don't really think we have much else to add other than remember that we have our, our Twitter spaces before the match on Twitter. So it's a live Twitter space so you can come on and give us your thoughts on the lineup. So if you if we didn't answer your question or if we or you wanted to ask a question but you didn't put it on Twitter... You can ask us the question on live Twitter space for and after the match. We have an article that will be on our website, globalzampodcast.com. Before the match, it will be out within the next couple of days. Just a preview of the game and more information about teams and the times of what time the match will be played at. And finally, we'll have interviews with some players that I could maybe name. Well, we can say this one. We can say that the players that are we're looking to try and interview, I think we're very close to, to doing so, are in the squad. So you can, if you want to guess who it is, you can tweet that tweet it at Golbazan on Twitter. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys on the Twitter spaces and also an analysis after the game and previewing the Iran versus Iraq game. Thank you for listening. Take care. Thank you. Ciao. Allah Yasayat Manish, you are listening to Gulbazan Podcast.